Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Emily Smith, and I'm so excited to share today's interview with you. I really loved talking with Anna, also known as the microdosing guru, and we really dive into microdosing as a practice for self-empowerment. So Anna left her comfortable and steady growing career as a special needs specialist back in Romania to go explore and live across the world and start from zero in Canada. She thought she was looking for adventure when in truth, she was looking for herself and the courage to be fully self-expressed. After nine years of soul searching, she found her why, to inspire and empower those around her. Anna found that psychedelics and play are a great combination to heal trauma, connect with yourself, and allow the divine expression to pour through you. She found this to be the highest form of self-love. Anna is a third wave psychedelic coach guiding those who want to design a life that they love based on radical self-expression. If you feel stuck in your life, wanting to bring more of the beauty found during your psychedelic experiences back into your life, Anna will help you bridge the gap. Modalities she uses to connect to self, the divine, and the community are microdosing, introspection, movement, play, visualization, breathing techniques, and sound healing. And you can find her website, microdosingguru.com, in the show notes, as well as her Instagram under that same name. And it was just perfect aligned timing for me to be interviewing and chatting with Anna because I was about to go on my own psychedelic trip and experience um, the day after talking with her. So it was really helpful to talk about different practices to integrate what you learn when you work with this type of medicine and how you can ground everything down um, into your daily life, which is so, so important when you're working with psychedelics. And psychedelics for me have been a huge support in the last year. And I've been microdosing and going on ceremonies. And so it was just such a joy to connect with Anna. And I'm excited to share this conversation with you too. I also have an announcement to share that I am now on Substack. So Substack is essentially a newsletter platform, but it sort of acts as a blog as well, which I'm really excited about because that's my favorite format, I would say, of writing and connecting with y'all is blogging and writing. So I'm really excited to be getting back into that and you can join the Substack newsletter by going to guide to wholeness.substack.com there's already a few posts up and you will see this week's post up as well today and you can join 500 others on the subscription email to get these to your inbox and get access to my weekly spiritual teachings um, on the guide to wholeness substack so i'm excited to share that and we'll also link it in the show notes Let's dive into today's episode. Anna, how did you become a psychedelic coach? Well, first, thank you so much for having me here, Emily. It's uh, such a pleasure to be on this podcast and, uh, you know, bring some of the experience I have. Um, Yeah, so how did I become a psychedelic coach? It was not necessarily a a path I chose. It was, it, it chose me, 
<clears throat> actually. So when um, when I was living in Romania, I didn't even know what psychedelics were, and then I moved to Canada, and um, you know, I was uh, I started being open to all this plant medicine, um, including cannabis. That's where it all started. I was working for a cannabis uh, company. And um, after, you know, a rough breakdown, a breakup and, um, um, you know, switching jobs and moving places, um, I came in contact with um, different people. And one of them was my best friend from Toastmasters. Um, and she moved in with me um and together we started um going out and she introduced introduced me to mdma which was which was um very very interesting because for the first time in my life i could allow my uh, body to move to the sound of music without um feeling like i was a piece of wood uh, I could never dance in front of other other people. There was too much fear and too much self judgment, and so feeling that it was um, it was strange. It was a strange way of being, right? And I was also very surprised by how I could move and how free free I felt, and I really loved the feeling. And so, um, starting with MDMA, then I got even more curious about mushrooms and LSD and all these different psychedelics brought to me a different side of myself that I never had um, met but I knew it was down it was deep down inside and so um, you know first time when I tried um, mushrooms it was this uh, deep sadness came um, came to me and um, just, I know I've always had it there, but um, allowing it to surface and being with it and crying to it and, you know, allowing myself to, to be on the floor for like two hours, just um, being in it, um, it didn't seem scary anymore. And so that became almost like a source for play and creation for me. And so I saw a lot of potential in alchemizing and changing some of the things that I was struggling with into sources of creation. Um, so that was the insight from the mushrooms. And then first time when I tried my um, LSD, full time of LSD, um, I got in touch with uh, my soul's purpose, what I was here on earth to do basically. Um, so I was you know, coming out of the forest, laying down in the sun, with my eyes closed and I just felt like there was this divine creative energy that was above me and underneath me it was um the mankind's making you know this world mm -hmm. and all of a sudden my body kind of opened up as a portal and that creative energy started pouring through me and at that moment I knew that if I did everything in my life but that allowing that creative energy to manifest through me onto this earth, then my life would be in vain. And I mean, what do you do with that? Like, it's such a big, big you know, insight. And I was like, okay, where do I start? And um, actually I started just getting curious about 
all these other interests that came my way. And one of them was microdosing. And so uh, I started microdosing. Um, I went through the whole journey of researching on finding my threshold, finding a good source of um, psychedelic mushrooms, um, systematic tracking just to see how microdosing was impacting my, my, my life in different areas. And then um, moving into intuitively, microdosing intuitively. And so from that, um, you know, things like the microdosing journal emerged or a microdosing kit uh, or microdosing chocolate. So all these new things kind of sprouted from it. And alongside with that, it was the coaching because when I started my journey, not just with microdosing, but also with psychedelics, I, um, I started talking to everyone, to all my friends and getting them to try and all that. And so it was kind of, I became a guide for all of them. And so um, I decided this is what really lights my soul on fire, makes me feel so alive is when I inspire and empower people. And coaching is just one of the ways in which I do that. Wow, yeah, that's a beautiful journey and unfolding of how you were led to psychedelics and realizing that they could help you find your purpose. I think that is so empowering. And you did a certification with um, Third Wave, right? For it to be a psychedelic coach? Yes, yes. Um, I, uh, I took their course last year and <clears throat> it was just a beautiful experience. Yeah, it looks so extensive and involved. And I also love that you have, so you have a microdosing journal, right? Mm, yeah. Um, it's, um, it's the journal I designed for myself when I was going through the whole experience because the kits that I found on the market and, um, you know, the information that I found there was, um, you know, one size fits all type of thing. So, you know, you take one tenth or twentieth of a gram to start your microdose and then you use these protocols, which is like padding or um stamets or uh, there is another one that's uh, one in one day off um but then i found that even though you know those are just guidelines because everyone's threshold is different everyone's sensibility is different and um it, you have to really pay attention and be um, attuned to yourself and um learn how to attune to your your sensations and your emotions just to to see how microdosing is impacting you. So uh, that journal follows this uh, journey where it, it's, it has the research part, it has the finding your sweet spot part where I kind of walk people to how to do that for themselves. And then at the end, you have a 30 day period of tracking, uh, tracking your experience. And so um, in those 30 days, you get to um, pay attention to certain areas that microdosing uh, impact, and then you can look back and find patterns in your own, um, you know, cognitive habits or mm. emotions or 
you know, reactions or, or creativity or things like that. So <clears throat> it's um, my philosophy is that there is no one size that fits all. You have to to really look at how microdosing impacts you and uh, self reflect a lot. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, I I love that because it is different for everyone and everyone, um, yeah, experiences the medicine in a different way. And I really related to what you said of like feeling like you have this sadness in you that is just like always there and being able to come in touch with that for me, microdosing has been hugely helpful um, as well as like a full dose as well. Um, and just like, instead of running from your emotions, like these practices and microdosing can help you come into contact with them, but mm -hmm. having the journal to like reflect on it, I think that's really important to not get lost in, um, sometimes, you know, it's like you take a pill and you're like, oh, I feel like this is doing something and you just kind of like make it about that, but this is like a whole practice and like self-healing um method that you really created yeah and it's it's establishing a relationship with the medicine um and you know that deep sadness that i was mentioning earlier um it almost felt like it was transmitted through me from my parents and just yeah. like all context and how how me coming onto this earth happen. Um, I worked through that using uh, doing uh, you know bigger journeys with mushrooms, um, and really felt into my parents' pain of you know having to commit to each other because of me. And you know, mm -hmm. uh, there there is so much there that uh, I had to unpack. But eventually, it was nice to see that. It, it wasn't it wasn't something that was my fault it wasn't something that I did or it wasn't something because you know I um I mean even if I was born with it wasn't you know something I couldn't work through either so I don't know it, it was a very empowering process it took a few macro journeys and then also <laughs> <my thing. laughs> yeah that's so funny you say that because like my experience too has been like okay that that has been very um ancestral like is the guidance that I got like I don't even know for me if it's just from my parents but like deep in my ancestral line and yeah I love that you were able to work through that in like bigger journeys and macro doses too I think that that these tools the psychedelics can help us like safely bring up those emotions like you were saying make those connections that you otherwise can't in your logical mind um and so how else do you think that psychedelics can um be paired with play for healing from trauma mm, yeah i didn't mention play earlier um <clears throat> I mean, so psychedelics, play, and a lot of other modalities, they all kind of work together to, um, if, you use, if you use them for yourself, they can allow you to blossom into this um, 
unfiltered selves, your essence that was always there, that, you know, was kind of covered by all this conditioning and fears and um, rules that we learned about the world. Um, so the reason I, I use a lot play as a modality for healing is because, um, you know, play is an interesting state. It's, um, it's a state in which you look at things with curiosity and with an open mind and with, um, without being too attached to what's happening or the outcome. And so when you have that state, there is, um, you allow yourself to, to expand in any direction that's, that might happen, right? And so, um, you know, just like children, they, uh, us with psychedelics, we also play a lot. We also connect the dots in different ways. Our brain starts, you know, uh, firing in all directions and all these neural pathways all of a sudden are not structured anymore. So you get to, to look at the world differently. You, you, look, you get to, to see that a lot of the filters that have been between you and reality are kind of melting down. And you have this sense of wonder again, that life is beautiful and um, is scary and it's unknown and it's, you know, full of new things that could be explored. And that's why for me, play and psychedelics is a great combination because, um, you know, you allow yourself to live outside, outside of your comfort zone in the unfolding of life, you know? Um, I don't know if I answered your question, it's kind of, you know, going around, but that's how I, that's how I heal. And, you know, uh, even with that uh, deep sadness that I, I mentioned before, if I were to hold on to it and stay attached to the fact that, oh, I am, I have this within me and I cannot get over it and it's been, uh, you know, passed um, to me through my parents and uh, this is who I am. Now I'm attaching my identity to something um, instead of, you know, looking at it from different angles and kind of looking, okay, so what does this sadness bring to me? It, it, could it be like a source of... Um, exploring this side of the human experience. Could I feel blessed that uh, I get to experience that and some other people don't? And so when you look at it like that from this, all these uh, different angles, getting curious, you're like, well, maybe it is fun to play with all these emotions. It is fun to play with all these ideas. It is fun to, you know, just play and see where it takes you. And I feel like, Psychedelics just are um, facilitates that state a lot easier. Yes, they absolutely do. I will say, even when I'm microdosing, I will be in like the silliest mood when I'm microdosing mushrooms, and of course on a macro dose too. I have laughed so much. <clears throat> Excuse me, which is always surprising because I think going into ceremonies at least I've done two and it's so aligned that we're speaking um today as tomorrow I'm going off to 
I guess, yeah, my third ceremony. And it's like, I know with my friends, like we'll like gather our notebooks and we're like writing down like, okay, here's everything I need to like heal and like look at. And then it's like, (laughs) it happens. And we're just like laughing about the funniest like things. And it's just like, wait, this is not what I had planned, but it's like what we needed to. And just like comical to even think like, okay, we're going to go down the list of like all the traumas and like heal that when it's like the laughter and like play is how you like shift out of that energy. And I think it's so important when, um, like you were saying to not identify with our emotions, but like it's something that we're so wired in our society to like always be um, working on something. And like, especially in the personal development community, it's like, then you can almost like identify so much with like the healing process and like self-improvement. And like, that is not fun at all when you're in that space. So I really do feel, and like, I'm looking to integrate this more in my own life, like play, like, on a daily basis like how can I integrate that because it's so easy to get in that like serious mode of like because a lot of these emotions are so heavy yeah and and the thing is that you know we are born worthy we are born worthy of everything that life has to offer to us but on the way we learn that, oh no, I'm not worthy, I, I can't be worthy of love or attention unless I do this or I achieve that or I uh, act in a certain way. But see, even with the, the healing process, it's like you're almost sending the message that you're not worthy unless you heal properly or unless you're fully fixed or unless, it, and it just like goes against goes against you know the whole point of healing you know eventually you have to allow yourself to to unfold and be who you truly are and not think that you always have to do something else something more something you know to um, to get somewhere you know there is no where to get yes right that defies the whole purpose of like loving yourself and accepting yourself if you identify with needing to have healed in order to receive that. And I think that's a really important distinction to make, especially for those who are on a healing journey, which is like a continuous life journey. Like you kind of just, you go through periods obviously, but it's not like you just heal everything and then you're just moving on. It's like, never ending so it's really important to have that awareness of like you're already worthy with all this going on too yeah because we are human beings not human doings we don't have to do more healing we don't have to do anything you know we just have to be you know be right here worthy of whatever shows up yeah and Yeah, I will say that microdosing for me has helped with that, like, because I've noticed with microdosing, like, sometimes um, I always do it on a day where I don't have too much to do, because what happens is I always, like, want to relax once I microdose, and Mm -hmm. I'll do, like, creative work, but it's, like, 
always almost like my default is always to just like be pushing and grinding and keeping up with like that societal expectation so when I microdose it's like literally gets me back in my body and is like calm down like relax do you have that experience um yes I do I actually have it more on uh, when I microdose mushrooms as opposed to LSD LSD Mm -hmm. gets me into this like do finish achieve mode (laughs) I guess because it has a lot more energy to it but um with mushrooms I definitely um love pairing it with just indulging in like small pleasures that I would otherwise wouldn't um and just being you know still and um you know taking a bath maybe or reading a book or just like daydreaming I love that I used to do that as a kid quite a bit and you know I don't do it anymore and um it's nice to to just allow myself to to be in those spaces and microdosing definitely it's almost like (laughs) I'm not gonna say give you permission because I don't need permission I know yeah yeah kind of (laughs) but but it does definitely put me in a state of being as opposed to state of doing yes yeah it's yeah that's exactly what it does and I'll like microdose and then it's like sometimes too like I will feel all these emotions that I have just like disconnected to in the doing and it's like I'm like oh that's all there <laughs> and I wasn't connecting with it so I really do see microdosing and psychedelics being a huge part of embodiment practices. And would you say that when you guide people through their journey with psychedelics that um, you have the embodiment practices while they are microdosing or on a macro journey, or is it like separate tools that kind of come together even though you're doing them at different times? I think you're asking if I use those combined or separately and pra- practice those. Yes, yeah. I mean, they all kind of work together and you can use different techniques for different outcomes. So say, for example, you want to regulate your nervous system, <clears throat> then you can use certain breathing techniques, right? Or uh, even body like walking and looking side, uh, side uh, like left to right. <clears throat> um, or one of the um, the ways in which I want to I I like creating energy in my body and uh, if I'm sleepy I, I would just do maybe an ecstatic dance mm-hmm. um, or sometimes um, to process you know very heavy um, emotions I also do an ecstatic dance um, breath work really brings me back into I mean, I love Wim Hof because that wakes me up. So um, it wakes me up. It puts my my body into this um, kind of alert state um, and gets me ready for the day. Um, And I know that, for example, if I'm microdosing at some point um, mushrooms and I feel like low on energy, I could do that to kind of, you know, gain more energy. So it just depends on what's the out- outcome you're looking for but I feel like um, 
an embodiment technique can all, can be chosen based on where you feel tension in your body and how you want to release that tension, whether it's through movement or through sound or through, you know, uh, breathing. Yeah, that's really helpful to understand like what practices you're using for what purpose. Um, and yeah, I asked because there have been times where I think, especially on a macro journey where we tried to do like breath work and it was just not working in that moment. But um, I think it's different from microdosing, right? And like the effects um, happen even when we're not doing the practice, like they're coming after, like similar with psychedelics too. But when you say it wasn't working, what do you mean by that? I think what happened was like, we were trying to do the breath work and then like all the dose we had taken like just hit in that moment um and it just felt like an overwhelming amount of emotions then to even like sit with and breathe if that makes sense mm. well yeah breath work does tend to uh, activate the mushrooms a lot faster oh um, yeah yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, if you if you wanna you know jumpstart your uh, your journey, then you definitely do breath work before that. But I think that even um, you can use breath to calm yourself down or to uh, navigate those intense emotions. So, um, if for example you know something like this happens where you feel like you're on a roller coaster and don't know how to you know, navigate all of it, you can just bring your focus on your breath and try and just visualize the air going in and out uh, slowly and then that calms you down and then having something in your hand, uh, maybe like a rock or a crystal or um, it can be very grounding and that's, you can call that an embodiment technique because it's like, you know, you're feeling something in your body you know you're feeling something with your body um, and for example when I have when I take MDMA one of you know the come up of MDMA can be a bit rough for me where mm -hmm. I get um, anxiety and so the um, the best way for me to ground myself and to really come back into my body and calm my nervous system is by uh, doing hand or feet massages to people around mm. if I mean that thing and it's just yeah it's just very that that's for me that for me is an embodiment practice that I kind of <laughs> discovered for myself yeah that is really helpful to know and to have these practices to turn to when it can feel overwhelming like emotionally um and they're yeah, like I've actually done that in breath work too, is like having the stone in a hand or a crystal. So it's really good to know that you can use that with psychedelics too. Um, and it's so funny, I like that you have experience with all the different types of psychedelics. Um, I have taken MDMA, but it has been, I don't know if my intention with it was definitely not to be healing so it'd be fascinating to try that again and 
go in with this like new awareness and intention um, because I had the same experience as you like I would have always have been self-conscious about dancing in front of people and like yeah feeling like a tree and like awkwardly doing it um, and so what is the point I guess I'm asking of trying all the psychedelics Okay, so um, I I have a very recent experience that might um, answer your question. So let's let's try and go with that. Um, I was, um, you know, I think I know myself, right? But we don't always know ourselves. There are so many layers, and um, not just, you know buried underneath, but also new ways in which we can expand. So there is no, no full self-knowledge in a lot of ways. But um, there was an edge I was working through um, in the past couple of weeks um, that surfaced when I did um, my second uh, Bufo experience. Oh, wow. So I that there was a lot of like in that journey, you know how with 5-MeO DMT you kind of transcend and you, if you completely surrender and let go, you meet God and you just like uh, feel pure bliss. But for me, that, not, that was not the case. Uh, I had done it before, so I knew it was possible, but this time I felt like I was stuck in cement. And like the whole trip, I was just like there, cemented. And that was the cement of my self-judgment. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was, you know, my my guide asked me like, okay, do you want to try again and go deeper? And I said, no, I got my answer. So, you know, coming out of that experience was like, I know I have a lot of self-judgment and I am very harsh of myself on myself. And that is, um, it has to do a lot with, you know, my mother and, um, her mother and you know all those voices that were kind of um, they're now in my head right telling me how to live my life and so uh, I was like where do I start to kind of not do this to myself you know it's harsh to to be so hard on yourself and a week ago I went to a goddess retreat and um, I tried for the first time this, the combination of MDMA and psilocybin mushrooms. And, you know, MDMA is a heart opener and then psilocybin mushrooms are like, you know, connecting with the spirit. And for, we were in this space where everything was, you know, flowing and there was music and there were instruments and I, felt myself and I've experienced myself uh, singing and dancing like I've never danced and uh, you know moving energies and for myself and others and just like um, feeling fully truly free of judgment of self-judgment and it was almost like I was this like fairy witch type of creature <laughs> um, and I, I I thought about it and I was like, oh my God, this is what it feels like to feel fully worthy. 
to have no worry that you are, you know, um, hurting people around you or you're, or you're not gonna get their love or approval or, um, you know, I'm here facing life and feeling into everything that life has to offer. And I'm just like taking it and enjoying it and making the most out of it. And everything feels so abundant. And I was like, oh my God, that's, and now I know what it feels like to feel self-judge-free, you know? So every time I, you know, the way to integrate that back into my life, now I'm more aware of where I'm judging myself and what are the messages I'm telling myself and how critical I am. And when that situation comes, then I have this experience of myself that I can go back to and like draw uh, inspiration and uh, motivation from and stay with that because I know and I've experienced what it's like to feel fully worthy, you know? So to answer your question, the point is to, to feel your essence and then coming back to that over and over again because situations and people and uh, things around us will always uh, make us feel in certain ways, will always bring us to some of our edges and just working through those edges. And just imagine you're a seed and you're just like sprouting and then blossoming into a flower. That's exactly the point. <laughs> so like fully blossom into everything that you can be. Yes, that's so, so beautiful. Like it's helping you love yourself more because I love that awareness that you had that you were like, oh, like that's my own self-judgment and those voices that were passed down. And I have heard that about 5-MEO, like if you don't surrender like fully, completely that it's like an ego death, is that right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you can have ego deaths on other psychedelics too. Any psychedelics, okay. (laughs) I I think I had my ego deaths on, you know, other ones. Yes, yeah. And also I've never heard of combining MDMA and um, psilocybin and that sounds like such a really healing experience and like you were saying this now you've experienced that state and you can always go back to that I think that that's so important because in a lot of therapies like talk therapy or even just coaching normally it's like very um connected to like the mental realm and hard to like actually feel like what it's like to be in that space of feeling fully worthy and like your true soul essence and that psychedelics can open that door for you too. That is so, so powerful. Yeah, and um, I think what I was very surprised by is how it rippled um, into my life days after. So even today, I came to my house, uh, to my friend's house, and you know she she's leaving to pick up something from another city, and then a friend of hers came over and she said, 
she's doing a journey with her daughter and I got very excited about her and this journey that she's going on and I I surprised my I, I, I was surprised by how I reacted because I I've never been this excited or happy about someone else or you know what I mean like yeah. I think there was always a, a, a selfishness to to how I was looking at the world but now it's like no like it's almost like I love everything and it's not in the in the way in which you're like you know high on MDMA and you kind of love everyone it's just more like this is life and it's just so I'm so freaking blessed to be alive and to experience all this and to to have it uh, here and to be in contact with it and just like I don't know it's a deep gratitude that I'm it kind of came like runs through me right now and that I can't explain you know so Oh, I totally relate though to that too of like you are just like experiencing love and being love and then you don't have all those little like selfish like ego behaviors going on because you've kind of like broken that down and just connected with spirit and love and the universe so I definitely relate yeah and then and then when you have all these other things happening to you throughout the day there are like you know, small inconveniences or mm-hmm. things that for you or people that are not showing up the way you want them to and things like that. It's just like you're allowing them to be what they are a lot easier and not place judgment onto them or trying to fix them or, you know, it's just like there is a fluidity now to how life is and how I experience mm-hmm. and, you know, how it makes me feel. Yeah, and that I think is partially why um, I'd love to hear your perspective of like why mushrooms and other psychedelics have grown in popularity in the last few years. I think that that type of medicine where you don't want to just be so reactive to other people and and not let these like outer circumstances really destroy your sense of happiness which it's like very hard to in the current state of the world but I find that this medicine is when I discovered it I guess my first ceremony was last June just around this time so um so yeah do you see that that's been um a big reason that people come to have psychedelic coaching and in the last few years I think that's been the majority of your journey too right um well I think that um because in the past few centuries we've kind of disconnected from our human nature and nature and um you know I think that there is a longing for getting in touch with with ourselves. And so that's why psychedelics kind of, um, you know, are just so popular right now is because uh, it does show you the truth about life in a lot of ways. Um, And, you know, when you experience yourself in in 
others in in different ways and you see that there are other things other things are possible and um you know you don't feel stuck anymore and you you feel more uh, alive and free and joyous and um then who doesn't want that in their lives you know right um, and i mean you know yeah there, there is a lot to to talk about here it's very even hard to kind of start because i know we are towards the end of it but um there i think there is a longing for you know for truth with capital t which is not the one that's been manufactured by by humans yeah. and the truth is the truth that shows up when you know um the veil is off and all the all the messages and all the noise from the world we've created the systems we've created uh falls down you know and kind of melts away um and yeah just a search for truth and yeah yeah that's definitely what for my last ceremony what we my friends and i all said i remember my friend saying distinctly like she like first of all like yes like this is like the truth of life and what it means to be human and that she knew that this other like real world was there but she just didn't know like how to get to it and I think that with people that have grown up with a lot of conditioning and aren't really like they have difficulty connecting to spirituality um like that psychedelics can play a huge role in that and yeah exactly what you were saying like who wouldn't want to feel that and what's really cool is that it's not even just in your experience like um the effects like keep rolling out after and so this last ceremony was in October that I did and we were saying oh, okay like we'll do it again in three months and it's like we're just getting to it now um but like so much has unfolded just from even that journey that continues to unfold yeah I mean sometimes it takes years of integration to integrate all the things that you've experienced in one journey yeah. Um, but yeah I mean religion did try to kind of you know uh, bring us back to but the dogma that kind of yes <laughs> or, uh, doesn't allow for for you know getting back in touch with that truth that we were talking but um, you know my mother is very religious and she was asking like why do you need all these psychedelics to, mm. to if you reach the same you know results and I said well because you know technology increasing and us being less patient and consumerism it's uh, it's like very hard for us to even have the discipline and um, uh, practice and patience to go to those long um, practices that can lead you to enlightenment and can lead you to the, the truth because um, it takes like hours and hours of prayer and meditation right. you know discipline to to be in a certain way if when you're like out about trying to fix all the taxes and eating crap food and like tending to all your kids and you know beating the traffic and 
you know, ma making your appointments. It's very hard to get in that state, but psychedelics just do that right away. And then it's almost like it's a fast way, fast track to see what's possible. And then it's your job to kind of shed all the, <laughs> let's call it all the crap that doesn't actually serve you in the day-to-day -day life yeah. and really prioritize and um, uh, prior, uh, like identify what's important to you deeply and make the choices for your life, for your daily life to, to uh, bring more of that into your life, you know? Yeah, I love that you bring that up too, because I would say that that's like an argument too. And my family, like, I think more so like my grandma and like that side of the family, um, on my mother's side, like had that religious belief. And so I think that's like our modern world like is not set up for anyone to be meditating for hours on end a day. And so like what you're saying, it's almost like the antidote to not being able to have that time and um, space like you can achieve that with psychedelics and the important piece of integrating the work after. So is that something that you're doing with clients, like the integration piece? Yeah, and I think that that's the most important part of the work because yes. um, you can definitely have, you know, all the fun in the world with psychedelics and all the insights, but if you go back to being the same old person doing the old, same old things, then nothing, you're not, not bringing any of that expansion into your life and into your being. So, I think, you know, as our duty as human is, humans is, is to, to bring the best version of ourselves into everyday life. And you can only do that if you, if you grow, if you expand, if you learn from mistakes, if, from mistakes, if you challenge and go out of your comfort zone. And so, um, you know, that's what integration is about is, you know, bringing some of the things and changing some of the things in your life that have, uh, are not working for you anymore. If yeah. you want to do things differently. And that, yeah. takes courage. that takes courage because it's, it's scary to, you know, maybe break up because you've realized you're in this relationship and it didn't serve you anymore. It's, it's uh, scary to set boundaries and say no, because you might lose, you know, attention and love and, uh, feeling part of something and you know it's so scary it's so scary oh yeah and I find too with um mushrooms at least like I get so much clarity like on what I need to change and what I need to do and sometimes having that um extreme clarity is like what gives you that push too because otherwise you kind of have like that feeling but you're like I don't know if I need to do that and um and I like you know you kind of talk yourself out of it but it's like once you are just so clear and it just like cuts through all the noise you're just like oh like I can't ignore this truth now um and so I think that's been helpful with mushrooms at least and um and also to have the integration piece too because I think a lot of people would take 
a lot of these um, psychedelics and just think, okay, like I'm doing the work just by doing that, but like there's the whole after work portion too. Yeah, yeah, that's, and that's the most important part because you, you can, you know, crystallize back into the same old patterns and make them even uh, more solid and then you're definitely not going to change anything about your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much, Anna, for coming on the podcast. And where can my listener find you online? Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure. I can't believe it's been one hour. <laughs> um, so um, they can find me on my website. There's a microdosing guru with double G in the middle. And then I have the same handle for Instagram. I do answer all my DMs. So... Uh, yeah, I'm I'm there on Instagram with Guru and then my websites too. Amazing, amazing. Well, thank you so much for the work that you're doing. And I feel so connected to you and love that you are empowering others to really be fully self-expressed with the support of psychedelics and embodiment practices. So thank you for all you do. Thank you so much for the work that you do because you know it's important to to listen to each other and to see each other in our work and amplify the message and bring this to to the whole world so you know you're a big uh, a big part of this so thank you thank you so much